Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 280. Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, who like us his praise should sing. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise the everlasting King. Hymn number 280. scriptural will be given by Wendy from Georgia. Luke, and it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother, that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not <clears throat> in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
as all that ye have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. <clears throat> Let's now sing hymn number 224. O Lord, I would delight in thee, and on thy care depend. To thee in every trouble flee, my best, my ever friend. When all material streams are dried, thy fullness is the same. May I with this be satisfied and glory in thy name. Hymn number 224.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. And congratulations to those of you who got your clocks done correctly and got up this morning. <laughs> we begin every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of a training session in practical Christian science. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you'll also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend by a telephone. And many of our Sunday school students do attend by a telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed and literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We have several websites, many in languages other than English, so that the clear truth of Christian science reaches many, many people around the world in their own language in many cases. And everything that you will find on our websites is the very finest literature uh, available on Christian science. And it's all free. You can download anything, you can play anything. We provide everything free on our websites. Freely we have been given and freely we give. And uh, there's an article that I would like to uh, point out that's being featured on our English website right now. It's actually an excerpt from a book entitled Dominion Within by Reverend G.A. Kratzer. If you're struggling with something, I highly recommend this article. We've been busy printing and mailing this week, the quarterly for the second quarter of this year, and the April full-text lesson sermon booklet have been printed and mailed to subscribers. So if you are a subscriber, they should appear sometime this week. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that healing will be, that reading will be given this morning by Sylvia from Australia. For a long time, I have felt that I must in some way express my great debt of gratitude for Christian science. I know no better way to do so than to give an account through the journal of some of the many blessings I have received as a result of our leader's untiring toil and self-sacrificing love for suffering mortals in giving to us the wonderful book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. When I first heard of Christian science about six years ago, I was satisfied that it was the religion of Christ Jesus because Jesus had so plainly said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I had been a church member since my childhood, 
but was not satisfied that my belief would take me to heaven, as I did not have these signs following, and this had always troubled me. So when I heard an old acquaintance living at a distance had not only been raised from a dying condition to health, but her life had been changed and purified through Christian science, I could hardly wait to know more of this Christ-like religion which was casting out evils and healing the sick. I searched every bookstore in the city for science and health, at last found a copy and was delighted to get hold of it, but little realised what a treasure it was to be to me and my household. At first it was like Greek to me and I could not understand much of it but gleaned enough to keep on reading and longed for someone to talk to me of it. After I had been reading it about a year's time, I suddenly became almost blind. I knew no scientist to go to, so went to physicians. They told me that my case was hopeless, that it was certain my sight never could be restored and the probabilities were I would soon be totally blind. I felt sure that Christian science would help me if I could only fully understand it, but there was no one from whom I could ask help that I knew of. I gave all the time that I could use my eyes to studying science and health, which at first was not more than five minutes, two and sometimes three times a day. Gradually, my sight returned until it was fully restored. During this time, God and the little book were my only help. My understanding was very limited, but like the prodigal son, I had turned away from the husks towards my father's house, and while I was yet a great way off, my father came to meet me. When this great cloud of darkness was banished by the light of truth, could I doubt that Christian science was indeed the comforter that would lead us into all truth? Again, I lay at the point of death, but holding steadfastly to the truth, knowing from the teaching of this precious book that God is life and there is no death, I was raised up to health, restored to my husband and little children, all of whom I am thankful to say are now with me in science. I had no one to talk with on this subject, knew no one of whose understanding I felt sure enough to ask for help. But I was careful from the first not to read or inquire into anything except genuine Christian science, and how thankful I am for it. Since then I have been through a class. I cannot express in words what Christian science has done for my children, or my gratitude that the light of truth has come to them in their innocent childhood, healing all claims of sickness and showing us how to overcome the more stubborn claims of sin. L.F.B. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found upon page 22 in the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Substance. The golden text is from Matthew. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The responsive reading is from Deuteronomy. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his 
suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Bless, Lord, his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Deuteronomy. Moses spake unto all Israel, What doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Proverbs. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow, 
for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Luke. He went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. Matthew, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. John. His disciples went down unto the sea, and entered into a ship, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty, or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea, and drawing nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Ecclesiastes Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Jeremiah. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. 
Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. From beginning to end, the scriptures are full of accounts of the triumph of spirit mind over matter. Moses proved the power of mind by what men called miracles. So did Joshua, Elijah, and Elisha. The Christian era was ushered in with signs and wonders. Moses advanced a nation to the worship of God in spirit instead of matter and illustrated the grand human capacities of being bestowed by immortal mind. God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving, and eternal principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all substance, intelligence. Spirit, the synonym of mind, soul, or God, is the only real substance. The spiritual universe, including individual man, is a compound idea reflecting the divine substance of spirit. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This me is spirit. Therefore, the command means this. Thou shalt have no intelligence, no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. As God is substance, and man is the divine image and likeness, Man should wish for, and in reality has, only the substance of good, the substance of spirit, not matter. Spirit is the only substance, the invisible and indivisible infinite God. Things spiritual and eternal are substantial. Things material and temporal are insubstantial. When the substance of spirit appears in Christian science, the nothingness of matter is recognized. Where the spirit of God is, and there is no place where God is not, evil becomes nothing, the opposite of the something of spirit. The scriptures say, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, showing that truth is the actual life of man. But mankind objects to making this teaching practical. Divine mind rightly demands man's entire obedience, affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. We cannot serve two masters, nor perceive divine science with the material senses. To have one God and avail yourself of the power of spirit, you must love God supremely. All nature teaches God's love to man, but man cannot love God supremely and set his whole affections on spiritual things while loving the material or trusting in it more than in the spiritual. 
working and praying with true motives, your Father will open the way. Material beliefs must be expelled to make room for spiritual understanding. We cannot serve both God and mammon at the same time. But is not this what frail mortals are trying to do? Christian scientists must live under the constant pressure of the apostolic command to come out from the material world and be separate. In divine science, man is sustained by God, the divine principle of being. The earth, at God's command, brings forth food for man's use. Knowing this, Jesus once said, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Presuming not on the prerogative of his Creator, but recognizing God, the Father and Mother of all, as able to feed and clothe man as he doth the lilies. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. In the scientific relation of God to man, we find that whatever blesses one, blesses all. As Jesus showed with the loaves and the fishes, spirit, not matter, being the source of supply. In proportion as matter loses to human sense, all entity as man, in that proportion does man become its master. He enters into a diviner sense of the facts and comprehends the theology of Jesus as demonstrated in healing the sick, raising the dead, and walking over the wave. All these deeds manifested Jesus' control over the belief that matter is substance, that it can be the arbiter of life or the constructor of any form of existence. This text in the book of Ecclesiastes conveys the Christian science thought, especially when the word duty, which is not in the original, is omitted. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. In other words, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Love God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man in his image and likeness. Divine love is infinite. Therefore, all that really exists is in and of God and manifests his love. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, Multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 153. In thee, my God and Savior, forevermore the same, my spirit hath rejoicing, for holy is thy name. My soul doth magnify the Lord, sing all in glad accord. Praise him who lifts the lowly, for faithful is his word. I magnify and bless thee, for faithful is thy word. Hymn number 153. Supply your every need. 
to tell you Let's now sing hymn number 267. Our God is all in all. His children cannot fear. See baseless evil fall and know that God is here. Hymn number 267. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, 
truth, intelligence, nor substance and matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Amen.